Hello, creators. You are backstage with Patreon, where we open the curtain on how to build a thriving business on Patreon. I'm Brian Keller from the Creator Success Team. And today's guest is Ethan Sachs, co-host of the Lords of Limited podcast, one of the biggest shows for the collectible card game Magic the Gathering. And he pivoted from an acting career to full-time content creation across podcasting, streaming, uh, YouTube, writing, and coaching. The Lords of Limited Patreon community has been at the core of the growth of the show and helped Ethan and co-host Ben navigate the many changes that come from life as a creator. So let's get started with Ethan Sachs on Backstage with Patreon and start with one of those big milestones. A few months back, you guys celebrated your 300th episode and I thought you did something really cool. You turned the microphone on yourself. You had family members kind of talk about your background and history with this game, Magic the Gathering. Tell me about that kind of approach to celebrate the milestone that way because I think some creators enjoy that. Some creators are very nervous about doing something like that. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, so the game Magic the Gathering uh, basically works in sort of these cycles of every few months, a new group of cards comes out. And the group of cards that we were covering during the 300th episode or that overlapped with our 300th episode was called the Brothers War. And the abbreviation, there's always a three letter abbreviation for each set was bro. And so we were sort of like, and and Ben and I have a, a very similar background. We both have older brothers who got us into the game. And we take a very focused, you know, no nonsense kind of approach week by week. And so when we have these milestones, I feel like we sort of get one Q&A episode a year. We get one sort of, you know, ability to to shake that off and, and peel back the curtain a little bit and show some personal sides of ourselves f- from the show. So for the 300th episode, overlapping with Bro, we were like, why don't we have our brothers on to talk about them getting us into the game? And what kind of reaction did you get from your audience taking something that was quite different than your usual content for the milestone? We always get really good um, feedback on those kinds of episodes. For a while, actually, one of our stretch goals was getting a monthly bonus episode. And for those bonus episodes, when we were doing them, we had the opportunity to do interviews. One time we interviewed each other to sort of do some, again, less hyper-focused strategic content type shows. And we've always gotten really good feedback on that. I think because, I mean, our we're very lucky we have just such a wonderfully supportive community of an audience. But I think because we don't take those episodes lightly in terms of, eh, we couldn't really figure out what we wanted to talk about this week, so we'll just do a mailbag style episode or whatever. We really take our responsibility to our listeners. And because we do that, I think they give us that leeway when we're like, actually, we want to pivot to do something a little different. And, you know, magic attracts a kind of person. I think a lot of people come to the game, go away from it, come back to it. A lot of people, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, my co-hosts and I are, we were born about a month apart. We have very similar origin stories. And that sort of resonated, I think, with a lot of our listeners as well. A lot of people who, oh yeah, I remember when my brother got me into it, or I'm teaching my son about magic now or anything like that. You know, it, it was very, uh, we had a lot of really cool personal stories as a result of doing that episode. Yeah, I think it's a good general principle around in any area where you're making a podcast video, this kind of content, that story is really interesting. And, and even if you don't share that normally on the show, once you've built that audience and community, it is something special and really to, to decide when you want to unleash that and, and kind of get into it. And there's so many examples like you have of or once you let your audience into that, it's really a special way to enrich it and, and add more to it. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Well, let's actually rewind the clock a little bit and, and talk about some of those earlier stages where you were deciding when to make the big jump to doing the podcast at all, deciding to go from part-time to full-time. What were the biggest moments there and how did you make those decisions? Oh, gosh. So, you know, both my co-hosts and I started streaming on Twitch. So Magic the Gathering is a it's a paper card game for folks who don't know. It started 30 years ago um, in the 90s and now has a digital platform as well, which is where I primarily play. And I was streaming that on Twitch and I met my co-host through that platform. He and I actually basically hadn't met in person, I think, until about eight months into doing the podcast. We just sort of you know, got very lucky, sort of rolled the dice like, hey, I want to start a show. Hey, I'll, I'll do that too. Let's let's meet up. And, and I think we can probably make this work. And certainly if we hadn't, you know, found each other as very good friends and, and good coworkers, I'm sure we would not be have reached that 300th episode of a milestone a, a few months back. But so we decided to start the show, I think with no, no aspirations other than just as a creative outlet, I would say for myself. And certainly with Twitch being our primary platform for both of us, never thought that the podcast would be our primary focus, would be where we would garner our largest audience, where, you know, I'm sure this wasn't on either of our radars, but it is, it is the biggest, as I am now currently a full-time content creator and have been for a few years, it's the biggest piece of the pie. And that's, you know, largely due to our support via Patreon. And so that was about, I would say, six months after we started the podcast, we started it in July of 2017. And I think it was just around December of that year, we had gotten about, I don't know, half a dozen emails of folks saying, hey, I think this is probably how a lot of people start, you know, just folks saying, hey, really love your show, wanted to support you guys on Patreon, didn't see that you had a page. And, you know, the first time you get one of those, you're like, oh, that's pretty cute. That's nice. That's sweet. And then you get about six of them. And you're like, okay, I mean, if, if that's what people want to do, great. Um, and then, you know, never really thought that it would grow into where it is now and we're now what uh we'll, we'll be at six years doing the show in uh in just a couple months which is kind of crazy yeah and let's dig in a little bit on those different ways you build out a career and a business around content creation here and i mentioned a little bit in the intro you do writing you do coaching you, you do some of these other things mm -hmm. but what's the way you think about that approach or that strategy to build up enough revenue enough different ventures that you're doing to really make it all work for you and Ben and, and everyone else involved? Well, I mean, yeah, it's going to be certainly a unique and different story for everybody. I, I, as you said, have a background in acting. That's what I have my degree in. Um, so I've been a professional actor on and off for the past, whatever, decade-ish. And as an actor also have, you know, you have a lot of different jobs, you know, the, the, uh, Everybody knows about the actor who's a, a waiter or a bartender. So I've had my serving career and I've had my, you know, I've done test prep tutoring and, you know, piecemeal jobs. I've done bookkeeping and payroll stuff for companies and whatever. You sort of piece together a life, you cobble together income so that you, you know, when the job comes, when you do get book a show, you can go, okay, I'm going to put that on hold and I can go do that. Um, part of that shift from doing that life to content creation was a sort of, you know, you want to be an actor because you want to get to get paid to do what you love. Um, I kind of get to do that now. So it feels like the pivot was pretty natural. In terms of the practicalities of it, I certainly wanted to do it before it was probably financially responsible to do so. I remember talking to my wife about a year prior to when I finally made the sort of jump and she just, she wasn't buying it. She was like, I don't, I don't see where this, I like, okay, so you're still, you know, you're streaming 20 hours a week already. 
is this extra money really going to come from you doing it 30 hours a week? You know, I was doing the podcast at that point, making some money from Patreon. Um, but by the time that I was doing it, I had basically gone down to my bartending job being about one day a week. And I was like, I'm, we're not really making that much from this one day. So it was a real slow, gradual, like shaving away of other things till it was like, I think, you know, at the core of everything, making money from streaming, from podcasting, from coaching, piecing these other things together. It felt like, I think I can just focus wholly on this content creation side and see how it rides. And honestly, that was pretty fortuitous because that was about six months before the lockdown from COVID in 2020. And I think about how fortunate it was that I was able to have that, you know, my life didn't change. I was already working fully remotely from home, streaming during the day, podcasting and editing on the weekend. Everything I did, all of the ways I made money were from home. And I was thinking, man, what, what would my life be like if I was relying on bartending or acting or those other sorts of streams of revenue at this time? And so, and then it just sort of rode on from there. And, and you, you know, you add and, and th things come and things go and Patreon subscriptions, you know, they come in and then they go away. And, but I, I never made the plunge as a sort of, you know, a blind dive. It was always with a it, it was, it was the, the foundation had been laid pretty heavily before I made the quote unquote plunge. Yeah. And let's go a little bit deeper on a couple of different revenue streams. Cause I've seen how your show has evolved in a couple of different ways. You didn't start out doing ads and, and now you do mm. host, host read ads. Tell me about that process of deciding to do that, but also you put a lot of creativity in, in to do that and connect it with the content of your show. Yeah. So we have been fortunate enough for most of the lifetime of our show to have a magic related sponsor. And so we'll, you know, shout them out and, um, you know, direct people towards that website to, you know, buy the cards that they want or get the product that they need. And about, I don't know, now it's maybe two years ago. I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline here. We were approached by a website called Audioboom which is a, a website that hosts podcasts. For folks that don't know, you always have to find a, a website that hosts your podcast feed, and that's where you upload your show. And then that website will disperse it throughout all of the various platforms to iTunes and Spotify and you know whatever, um, all, all those different places where you will then find the show to listen to. So we were approached by Audioboom, and they're, not only are they a place to host podcasts, but they're a place where they essentially are a go-between, a sort of manager agent for podcasts and places that are interested in advertising on podcasts. So they approached us. They were interested in a show like ours, something that was niche gaming content um, because they find that, and this is true, and this is what we have found from the support we've received on Patreon is that, you know, we, we certainly have, because our show is niche, we have, you know, a cap on the amount of people that will listen to our show. People who are listening to me on this podcast right now are interested in this content, but they're not going to be like, you know what, I'm going to go check out Ethan's podcast, Lords of Limit. It's like, no, if you don't, if you're not deeply entrenched in the game of Magic the Gathering, our show is not going to be for you. My lovely wife, who is incredibly supportive, is not a gamer and still like, you know, she hears me talk about this all day, all the time, has no idea. It sounds like a foreign language to her. It is completely undiscernible. So my, my point is, is that people who are interested in this stuff, they are interested in supporting that content, like very, very niche, but very hyper-focused content usually garners support. And, you know, I think in talking to you or perhaps I did one of these, uh, the sort of like Patreon boot camps uh, about a year or so ago, and you will find that your 
you know, listener, people who engage with your content for us, it's our listeners, the ratio of listeners to supporters on Patreon is actually quite high because of that, you know, just the kind of content that we do. So we've capped our overall exposure to listeners, but the uh, percentage of our listeners who are interested in supporting that show and really engaging with that content in that way is quite high. So uh, that's one of the reasons that Audio Boom was interested in, in our show. And they've just been a really fantastic partner in terms of, you know, letting us guide what we want to do in terms of how it works is they basically will say, hey, this product is interested in advertising on your show. And we can say, yes, we're interested in that. Or we can say, no, we're not interested in that. And we never get any sort of pushback. And then if we are interested and the product is interested, then they'll buy some number of ad spots on our show. And then we'll be given sort of loose copy. And this is like, you know, anyone who listens to podcasts, this is, this is sort of the norm now. Podcasts are a free medium. And this is, and my, my philosophy at the time was, I mean, this is how I will get a raise as a creator, right? Like, I know that some people will have adverse reactions to advertising on shows, but by and large, this is just how, like, running ads on your Twitch page is how you make money, really. Like, running ads on your podcast is how you're going to make money. Certainly, not to undercut the support that we have from Patreon, but the additional revenue cannot be denied, the, like, importance of that additional revenue can't really be denied. And so it's been a great fit for us with Audio Boom of like, hey, do you want to do this? Yes, we do. We get a sort of loose bullet point copy of here are the things you want to cover, but you're really encouraged to put your own personal spin on it. They really trust, you know, the products that go to Audio Boom and Audio Boom, the people that work there, they trust that you know how to engage with your listeners, right? That's how you've got your audience. Um, and so they trust you to be able to speak to them. And so we, Ben and I, I think we were a little, maybe as we were in the beginning of our podcasting career, probably a little stiff, a little cold. And then as we've sort of warmed up to the idea of doing these ad reads, gotten more comfortable with them and each other, we, we have a lot of fun with them. And I think that resonates with our listeners as well. I think that's really valuable walking through that thought process, different listeners on our show, maybe at different stages of that, just getting started or already doing this this kind of ads or thinking about that as another opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. But let's talk more about your community on Patreon and you engage with them on Discord using our integration. You have a really active audience there. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what you do with them and what it's like to have that community. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, the, the Discord community that we have is just truly incredible. I can't talk about it enough. Um, so Discord, I, I'm assuming most people out there who are listening to this know, but Discord's basically just like this giant chat room that can, we, we have it uh, basically paywalled, I guess is the way you would call it, for folks who are uh, subs to us on Patreon get exclusive access to that Discord. No one else can, can get in there. And it's, you know, a, a community. Our show is very focused on the strategic side of the game. And so our Discord reflects that. It's folks who are really interested in getting into that sort of nitty gritty strategic aspect of Magic the Gathering. And it's a really, I, I shout it out every week on the show as sort of like the best 24-7 tech support for Magic on the internet. And it's true because it's, it's popping off all day, every day. And, you know, for a while, certainly in the early stages of it, as that being just sort of the base level um, reward that folks got for giving back to the show via Patreon, Ben and I were in there a lot. We were really trying to engage with our listeners, wanted to make sure that they were getting their money's worth. And certainly 
we are still available for folks if they want to tag us there. But the Discord is so far beyond. It's such a larger community than we could ever possibly keep tabs on. And there's so many channels now, like not only are there strategic uh, aspect channels, but you know there was a major tournament uh, earlier this month where we had sort of a watch party channel, so people could just chat about what they were seeing live on the stream with the folks in the in the Discord community. We have a channel where people can post food pictures. I have another podcast about Survivor, so we have a channel in there where people can talk about Survivor. I'm a new parent. We have a channel in there where, where magic parents can talk to each other about the the struggles and the joys of being a, a parent of a newborn. Um, so it really is, you know, I think something that we started out as a community of folks that was, you know, focused on this on this game. And we've really sort of, I think, stepped back. I think of myself as kind of a, a proud parent of that community of saying, okay, I'm just going to sort of let this breathe. We have a great community of mods, of moderators in there who really feel like they're, you know, uh, they've got their their feet on the ground of the Discord a lot more. And so we trust them to let us know what needs to be done. We have some folks doing the technical aspect of things as well. As you talked about the integration of Patreon to Discord, sometimes that gets a little fudged up. We want to make sure that that people can can get access immediately. But by and large, that's not an issue. And so it's just really a it's a great community. And 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 it's honestly, I think it's it's something if I could go back, you know, that was that's sort of our base level, you know, the the minimum if you get back to the show, you get access to the Discord. I think it's probably our most valuable thing that we give people. And if I was a terrible person, if I was if I was only cared about the money, I would bump that up to some higher. You'd have to give a little bit more to get access to the Discord. But yeah, I can't do it. It's just that would just feel feel too terrible. But it is really such a. It, I think it is the the thing that that community that we've cultivated is the biggest reward that we can give people from giving back on Patreon. Yeah, and my team helps a lot of creators think about the Discord integration community. And, and of course, you have that tension, should you charge more for that? But there's something special about it being something that unites all of your paid members on, on Patreon yeah. and really becomes part of it there. That's such a great way to think about it. Yeah. Well, you've got time you could spend on Discord. You could spend more hours editing bonus content. You could stream more hours. There's no cap to what you do there. How do you make some of those trade-offs and decisions that might lead us a, a little bit also in, into your time management and prioritization now that you are a new dad? Yeah. Uh, so if so, I guess we can talk about it in, in, in two phases. We can talk about it pre my son Jonah and post. So pre Jonah, it, it's hard. I mean, you can, like you said, I mean, as, as any creator and certainly any full time creator or anyone who's doing creating part time with the hopes of doing it full time, you can spend as much time doing it as you want. The trick is, I think, is understanding the scalability of things or perhaps the direct maybe thinking back to what my wife was saying was like okay so you make x amount streaming 20 hours a week if you quit bartending and you're streaming 35 hours a week are you going to make or you stream 40 hours a week are you going to make twice as much no the time investment there there's sort of a base level of people are going to support you or not right and they're not going to support you twice as much financially if you're streaming twice as many hours. So in terms of what you do hours-wise and in terms of where your energy is platform-wise, are you focusing on Twitch? Are you focusing on YouTube? Are you focusing, as you said, on podcasting and bonus content? Um, and we've tried various, you know, as I said, Patreon has been our, that's been the core of, of our income and uh, is the biggest piece of the pie for me. 
um, in addition to all of the other sort of smaller revenue streams that I have. Um, we've tried a, a number of things of and, and sort of certainly poked around at other creators' reward tiers and tried to figure out, okay, what's what can we do? What what amount of access can we give ourselves or give our listeners to us that is sustainable and scalable? One of the things that we recently had to do, you know, our highest reward tier was you would get an hour of coaching with one of the hosts per month. And that felt great. And at the time, that reward tier that we had, I was like, no one's ever going to give us 10 bucks an episode. That's crazy. Well, then people started to do that. And then, you know, when you have, when you're doing that 15, 20 hours a month, you start to think, this is this really the best use of my time in terms of reaching my audience, in terms of building other pieces of content or whatever? And so we had to make the hard decision to then bump that up even higher to a new amount that we thought was no one will ever spend this amount of money to do this with the full knowledge of, hey, we're going to lose a lot of people at this tier. We probably aren't going to be able to keep them at this tier with something comparable. And we certainly, we were very upfront with our all of the folks at that tier. I think our transparency has been one of our biggest assets. Transparency with our community is, I think, a big boon for us. Um, a lot of the things that we've, we've talked about, you know, we we recently, I, you sort of alluded to this, or maybe we'll touch on this a little bit, Brian, was we recently lost one of our main sponsors um, for the show. And, you know, that that was not something that was our decision and was something that we also struggled with. Well, how do we want to present this to our listeners? And ultimately just felt like just being honest and upfront about the events that happened is the best thing to do. And so being upfront with our listeners about, hey, or the, our patrons about, hey, we just really can't afford to spend the time doing this at this amount of money for the coaching. So we're going to have to bump that up and, you know, give you sort of a, a grace period of months to to play this out. And then, you know, feel, you know, no hard feelings. You want to bump down your patrons. You want to do whatever you come and go as you please. This is just what what we have to do. So it's, you know, it's hard you have to sort of think that's where always my thoughts come from are, you know, where is my energy best spent in a, in a productive, scalable, and sustainable way. Now, pivot to the past four months, now that I have a, a newborn son, and I am now my, you know, my wife had a, a nice three-month maternity leave, but she's back at work, and I am currently a full-time daddy daycare, uh, taking care of him during the day. And that was the plan, and, I, and will continue to be the plan for a while, and so as a result, luckily, I'm able to, you know, I can still do the podcast on the weekends, and I can still coach during the evenings, and I can still write and make YouTube content as I piece that together during his naps throughout the day. But streaming has largely gone by the wayside as a result, because, you know, you just can't, you just can't do it for any amount of time. I used to have a rule that I, I wouldn't stream if I couldn't do it for longer, or if I couldn't do it for at least three hours. Um, well, I, you can't do anything for at least three hours with a four-month-old, uh, as I'm sure you know. That like, you know, he's he eats for 30 minutes, you try and keep away for 60 minutes, you try and get him to nap for 90 minutes, and then you rinse and repeat that cycle about three or four times a day before my wife gets home and I say, please take him away from me, you know. Um, and so, but but luckily, I was able to, I'm able to keep most of the the pots on the stove, as it were. Um, just sort of had to put the streaming on the back burner. But again, yeah, those those three pillars of like, what's the best use of my time and thinking about time to income because this is my business. It's hard because obviously I'm not, I'm a full-time content creator. I've built a very like 
engaging community. So I, I have some business, you know, sense a little bit, but the content has always been the thing. I just always put my energy there. I'm not good at, it's hard for me to think about, Ooh, how much is my time worth here? You know, you know, I'm still, there's still a part of me thinking about, I can't believe I get paid to do this. And so wrestling that idea with what is my time actually worth to people and to myself in terms of giving that amount of time, you know, I had to bump up my coaching uh, rates recently because I was like, well, at the end of watching my son for 11 hours, if I'm going to agree to then coach people for an hour, that's got to be worth my time in that way. Like if that's not some time for me to just sort of recharge my batteries, I got to put a price tag on that. And that's been hard, but I would encourage folks out there to think about themselves in that way and think about what their time is worth and, and what's sustainable for them. Well, I think that's a perfect place to wrap things up. To recap what we talked about, we talked about um, sharing a little bit of yourself, whether it's these milestone episodes or, or your origin story along the way. Uh, the path and the choices you made in part-time to full-time, including things like adding sponsors, adding ads, and the choices that go into that. How to cultivate your member community on Discord and, and other channels there. And wrapping up with thinking about your dollars per hour, what it's worth to you, and how do you make adjustments for these kind of life changes, and especially something as momentous as the birth of your first son. So thanks so much, Ethan, for joining us on this journey and telling creators about some things to learn from your steps along the way. Thanks so much for having me. Tune in next week to Backstage with Patreon, when we'll have Patreon product manager Ashley Tuchero talking about new Patreon features that make it possible to engage with your wider fan base in new ways. Ashley is also an author and podcaster about spirituality, so she brings a lot of experience from both the creator and product side. To catch every episode of Backstage with Patreon, follow or subscribe in your podcast app and leave us a review. We also have transcripts available at patreon.com slash backstage. You're growing as a creator by listening to the show. So why not share the insights from this episode with another creator on Patreon or who's running a creative business? We'd love to have you as an active collaborator with Backstage with Patreon. We're on Twitter at Patreon Podcast and in the Patreon creator community on Discord. Follow the link in the episode notes and you can get answers to your follow-up questions directly from the guests and weigh in on what topics we'll be covering next. Editing by Tyler Morissette. I'm Brian Keller. See you next time backstage.